We finished ninth again. The Richmond Tigers finished ninth again. In any season you will see it is our fate to miss out on the eight. We win a few, then lose a lot, and then it is too late. We just went down the drain. We've never been much good since 1982. Be it Crawley or June, Northie or Geesh, we win a few late and just miss the eight. We finished ninth again. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. My name is Bonds. Joining me today we have Vaughn. Hello. And Punts. How are you guys? Now we're coming off a pretty great 63 point win over the Western Bulldogs that pretty much confirms top spot for us on the ladder. Vaughn, do you want to take us away? Um, yeah, look, it was a really it was a really good game to watch. Um, I guess... You know, sometimes when you say it's a good game to watch, you mean that it's a very tight contest. But well, it's always great to watch us win. obviously wasn't. <laughs> but I think for me personally, at least in the first quarter, what what made it so good was that, you know, the week before you saw Fremantle take it up a notch, you're seeing all these top four contenders kind of show a bit of finals footy um, and a bit of skills, clean disposals, that kind of stuff. And well, we didn't look that great against St Kilda. Um, we did in patches, but not for a consistent but like whole quarter, in my opinion. So to see us come out of the blocks firing and, you know, to lead, I think it was like 45 to 8 or something within the first 20 minutes, the game was effectively over. That was really impressive. Um, I was actually quite really, really impressed with my favourite person in the whole world. And I'm not even going to bother saying his name because you know who he is. Shane Biggs. Yeah, okay, no. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, good looking. Luke oh, in other words, Luke Parker for listeners <laughs> who are just um, tuning in for the first time. <laughs> um, I thought he was absolutely excellent. I was really not worried, but I was just a bit interested to see how we'd go without Kennedy because we haven't played, you know, without him for years now. So for Luke to really step up and have such a strong contested game and also for Mitchell to come in and um, show us his class, you know, he fitted in as though he didn't miss too much football. Granted, he didn't spend that much time on the ground, but when he did, aside from, well, in my opinion, quite a few iffy kicks and decision-making, I thought that, you know, he was quite good. And, yeah, there's not really much else to follow. Buddy and Tippett were great. They're really coming in sync together. Um, the back line worked well. The laid last subbing was a bit bit strange, but at least we got to see Rowan move up into the midfield a bit more. Um yeah, it was just, just a good game and no injuries and top spot. It was very interesting, actually, in regards to Mitchell. I know, just from the ground, I, I know he has a few nothing floater kicks at times, but out of all our inside midfielders um, today, he was actually going at 78.3% efficiency as an inside midfielder. 13 of those disposals were contested. That's elite. For efficiency as an inside midfielder, like... His kicking can be a bit iffy, but his hands around the contest, a few of his clearances today were brilliant. He had a couple of centre clearances. Um, There was one in particular. He um, rode two bumps, handballed it straight out the back. I think it was into McVeigh's hands that set up a scoring chain. And No, um, Mitchell really impressed me today, actually. Um, it's going to be interesting to see um, if they bring... If Bird's fit, that is, but if they bring 
Bird into the team, Mitchell's going to feel pretty stiff, I think. They're fighting for that final role, I feel, in the midfield. That being said, um, the other players I do want to talk about today, I'm sorry to steal um, Punce's favourite, but Shane Biggs did a fantastic job on Ryan Griffin, kept him 16 disposals. Ryan Griffin's had a bit of a habit of destroying us recently, so it was nice actually seeing him curtailed a little bit. I was really happy with Jake Lloyd's game. There's no chance to game drop before finals. People will suggest it on the board, and I'm going to pull him up and call him an idiot straight to their face. You'll uh, get banned for that? I can't get banned. I'm a mod. I'll report you. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, look, Jake Lloyd's outside run today was brilliant. He kicked a couple of great goals. Um, Jeez, he, he looks composed from a set shot for around 50. I'll give Lloyd that. Um, apart from that, the defense was solid. Admittedly, the dogs don't have too many forwards to really go on. Um, the only real negative is Reese Shaw's game. Wasn't impressed with it, and I don't think he's in our best 22 going finals. Um, echoing punts and what's been a little bit of a discussion topic on the board in the last week, but I, I can't see where Shaw fits into the team. We can't go into finals playing all these defenders, and Shaw was really the odd one out today. He doesn't have Rowan's versatility or athleticism, and he isn't as good one-on-one. He played 81% time on ground today as a defender and didn't make a single tackle. He had three clangers from his 11 disposals, and I know he's usually a slow starting player, but I'm calling it sure not to make our finals team 22. Punts, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, uh, overall I thought it was a pretty good game. We got off to a flying start. Tippett and Buddy got their hands on it early. Um, second quarter, we dropped off a little bit, with a little bit of intensity and let him back in the game a bit, a few easy goals. Um, a good thing to come out of the game was um, was Kurt Tippett, I think. I, just uh, I went to the St Kilda game last week and um, he wasn't moving the greatest last week. He was moving a little bit better, but he seemed like a totally different um, player this week. He was moving just freely. And I know uh, Longmire mentioned during the week that he's uh, been able to train the last two weeks. So obviously, it's paying off him able to get on the track, train, and now get some continuity into his um, into his training and uh, obviously games. So it was good to see him um, moving around and He's just, I've been saying it on the board for a while now, he's, you know, people say, oh, we don't want him in the ruck because of his knees, blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, he's probably one of the best second ruckmen in the comp. He, he, he's agile, he can go back and take a mark, um, and sometimes you can get stale, what I've said also, you can get stale sitting in the goal score all the time. So, you know, get a bit of touch on the ball around the ground, we'll do, we'll do him good. Um I thought, uh, as you said, Shane Biggs, um, Griffin's had 88 disposals the last two games um, against us and to keep him to 16 disposals and to get 17 himself and also there was a couple of clearances that Griffin got and got a couple of inside balls where Biggs was actually starting on the wing and then as soon as they broke he was going to Griffin then Biggs actually didn't start in the centre square so a couple of possessions there that you know he got away from Biggs that maybe he wouldn't have if Biggs was in the centre square so Oh, I thought um, kudos to, to Biggs in you know his second game for the season, fifth or sixth maybe all up to come in and do a job on Griffin, the captain, and one of the best ball winners in the comp um, was 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 unbelievably good. And just thought Jake Lloyd, just a real younger player. So obviously Parker was you know another thirty odd possessions and ten clearances was um, really really good again. And our young players today, you know another Jake Lloyd and. Um, and uh, Harry Cunningham ran, ran their asses off. So it was good to see that. 
Um, but yeah, no, overall it was a pretty good game, and it, we converted well as, uh, also, which was good. Yeah, it's going to be. I wanted to ask you personally, um, Punts, and we'll ask you this, Von, as well. How do you see us look? Today we had four players who have been essentially best 22 all year out of the side. You've got Sam Reid, who the coaches love and will come back into the side, although I think our forward line may have worked better without him today. Then you've got Joey Kennedy, best inside midfielder in the league, has to come into the team. You've, we can argue about Bird. I think he's been look, top 10 in our last two best and fairest. He'll get bought in. How do you see punts our final like best twenty two setting up? Well, considering Mitchell got seven clearances today, and we know we know how good he is at clearances, and we know his hands are exceptional, you know, elite. Um, and he did help with the clearances, so it's interesting that it was forty six to thirty eight, maybe or thirty two to forty six, something like that considering we had no Kennedy, Bird, or um, McGlynn, and to get seven clearances from Mitchell in your first game back, 20-odd 20 20 odd disposals is, is pretty good. I know Bird's played a lot this year, but as you said, I think he's going to have to walk back in the side. I don't know if they'll keep him out for too long, which Mitchell might be stiff in that regard. But I'd almost keep Biggs in, I think, since Ryan O'Keefe. Um, we've lacked that real, um, you know, tagger. I know it was only his one game we've seen him do it today, but, you know, Griffin's no slayer. Ouch. So, and I know Ben McGlynn's been doing the run with, with rolls today, but Ben McGlynn can, you know, sometimes be a bit short of, you know, a, a Griffin or a Fife or someone like that. Um, you know, maybe he could have cemented a spot. I know people say, oh, yeah, um, his time was, will come, his time will come. But if you're playing that well, you know, he's 23, he's not 17, 18. So he's uh, 23, he's mature. If he's best 22 and playing like his best 22, I think he should stay in the side. Um, no doubt Sam Reid's going to walk straight back in as you said um, I like the forward line today a lot just the two tools and, and for some reason which is a hell of a lot more space for Buddy and Tippett to lead into instead of being a bit crowded and you know a few guys flying for the same ball so that's interesting Sam Reid's going to walk straight back in maybe he could go down to the fence but we've talked about that plenty of times there's not a spot for him at the moment but um, he will walk he will walk straight back in with, you know how much long my loves his little boy Sammy yeah, Vaughn, how do you see our final 22 and the players we've got out? Who do you see coming back in? Well, I think the way, well, I mean, one of the reasons why we dropped Mitchell at the start of the year was structural. Um, same reason why I dropped Ryan O'Keefe. We were just too slow around clearances, all of that jazz. And to an extent, I still believe that. But we've brought in really speedy players, you know, Cunningham, um, Lloyd, you know, youngsters who have stepped up and have shown us that, we, you know, we can we can win with with the right balance. And I guess on one hand, I'm kind of like, I don't know how much bringing in Mitchell is going to upset that balance. But on the other hand, I'm not going to pretend that Mitchell isn't best 22 because I think he is. So what it comes down to is, is for me, it's pretty much how highly, how highly the coaches rate Bird because he's, you know, he's probably – the weakest out of our midfield group and the one most likely to make way um, for Mitchell. So for me, it comes down to whether or not Mitchell has the fitness, um, especially he did an interrupted preseason. I don't know if he's got the fitness to run through a final. So 
as as much as his skills and and what he shows at AFL level is best twenty two, I just think for the reason structural uh, fitness and and the personnel we have right now, I just don't think at the moment he's he's the best twenty two. Um, but I wouldn't be disappointed if he was kept in. Uh, as for as for Reed being out to an extent, I agree that our forward structure today looked. It looked really clean. It it looked like we we weren't getting into each other's space, which Tippett and Buddy and Reed and Goods kind of have done. But I don't know how much of that is because of how poor the Western Bulldogs' defence is. They literally only have one key defender, if you can call Morris a key defender. Um, so I don't know. That's I'd like to see us trial that against Richmond. Um, but, you know, it's too close to finals to be making changes like that. So that's kind of where I stand on it. It's it's kind of like don't really change a winning formula. But you can see with Layla being sub today that we are clearly, well, Longmire clearly is is finding it hard to put in so many half-back flankers and, and you know, defenders into the back line. Otherwise, Layla would, would not really be sub, in my opinion. There's just no value to him being sub. So, yeah, if we move Reed down back, that's going to that's going to only add to the complication and you'll have to defend, depend on who our first opponent is and, and what, you know, if their forward line's really tall. But I would just go with, you know, the team that has been winning for the majority of the, majority of the year and that's, you know, Kennedy in, Bird in, Reed in. So, yeah. It's going to be, I'm not sure. Look, you've got four players that I think they'll come in. I think they're going to try and keep in Mitchell. And that might come at Bird's expense, but we'll see what happens along the way. It might depend simply on the matchups, how many players we've got to tag during the week. If we only need to tag one player, they'll keep in bigs. But, well, personally, you've got to bring in at least Kennedy, McGlynn, and obviously... God, dear God, I forgot his name very quickly. Reed. Yeah, Reed. Sorry. So... Look, Kennedy, McGlynn and Reed come in. I think they're going to let go of Layla for Reed. We can use Reed as that um, third back role, maybe allow um, Rowan to run a bit up the um, ground. But after that, McGlynn and obviously Kennedy, and I think they're going to have to let go Shaw. And you don't think you think Biggs will come in? For, you think Biggs will stay in for Shaw's expense? Yeah, Biggs has to stay in. Um, the way the tagging role he has done in the last few weeks has been amazing. He would have easily ridden himself into this one's best twenty-two at the moment. The fact that we can actually use Biggs as a tagger around the midfield, unlike Shaw, just adds a little more versatility as well. Not to mention he can actually kind of use the ball and not cough it up every single time, like Shaw. And you can also, if he hasn't, if he hasn't got a tag and roll, he can also go back to the halfback flank too in Shaw's position. Exactly. Ice. He's just more competent. He gives us more opportunities for roles, and it'll allow us to play a few less defenders in the team. Like we can't have a defender on the as a sub going into the finals. I think our ideal sub is obviously going to be Lloyd. Yes. So it's. I wanted to actually bring up today, um, because when we saw the ins and outs and, you know, all the emergencies, uh, lots of people expect expecting Membry to come in, and they were quite disappointed when Towers came in. How do you guys think Towers went today? Because I think he was okay. I thought that he, like, he got he got the ball and he kind of knew what he was doing. He just lacked the class and the experience to finish it. The main thing I really want to see from Towers at the moment yeah, is to really... Started. 
the main thing I want to see from Towson the is for him to really take the game on. Like, he can find the ball, he can use it okay at times, but they're not his best assets. His best assets are his speed and agility. Like, he had one very nice lead-out from the goal square and a mark from a um, pass from, I think it might have been Jack, but... Oh, no, it was, it was from Buddy, actually. I take that back. Um, But, look, the main thing I want to see him is take on a couple of defenders or players around the midfield in a one-on-one. He's got the speed and the size and a bit of strength to do it. He should be able to brush past a few more people. Punter, what are your thoughts on Towers? Yeah, I thought he started off a little bit scratchy, but I thought he uh, he built into it. and I think he did the same last week too. You know, he's built, he's, Obviously, it's um it's a big step up from uh, Neeful to AFL, and I thought he's... um. Yeah, I reckon he's looking a little bit better. You know, some some people on the you know watching on TV blamed him for that kick going to the forward line to Cheddar, but that was Cheddar just getting pushed off the ball far too easy. You know what I mean? It was actually a good kick to the advantage, but Cheddar just got brushed aside like a thirteen-year-old girl. Um, but you know, he, he looks like he's getting better. He's obviously not going to be best twenty-two going into um, the finals. Everyone's fit and available, but whether they get rid of him or not, it's, a, it's another thing. He does have. Um, you know, he's extremely athletic, um, you know, quick, tall. He's got a good leap. I actually seen him in the ruck today, um, which was interesting. He was actually at a centre bounce um, and he went up in the ruck. So, you know, he can even ruck too. He might have been the second ruckman next year. You never know. He got one hit out from the ruck, so <laughs> not exactly not exactly competent, but... Maybe a bit of a stretch there. Yeah, he's only a hundred. Look, he had one of the highest vertical leaps at the um, draft camp actually ever recorded. Um, it might have actually been for someone of his height. Like, as a raw leap, not including um, height addition into account, I think it may actually be the highest of all time. But that being said, like, even if you can leap like that, he'd need to still put on another 10 or so kilos and possibly grow another 4 or 5 centimetres at least. Like, he's only, um, he's only 189 Which centimetres. is really plausible and, one, you know, one, likely to happen. He's only 189 centimetres, and I don't think he's done too much rucking in the reserves. He's been the third man up at a few forward stoppages at times, but um, I can't see well, him being a second ruckman. Why is, there, why is there three or four defenders all going up at the same time and just letting the smalls at the ground? It's been happening for all year now. Sort of, I know, you know, you got to come out and help Teddy and, and, and that, but the three or four defenders all going up at the once, you know, and leaving Cooney, etc., at the back and stuff like that was a little bit disappointing at times today. Yeah, Vaughn, what are your thoughts on that? Um, honestly, I don't actually, I didn't actually really notice that that much from TV. Um, when there was a fly for the ball in their forward, sorry, yeah, in their forward fifty, um, I thought we had a, we had like. I think Tippett was down there a few times and took a few marks in the defensive forward. I didn't really notice, um, and you know, an abnormal number of players staying down. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to reply to that. I didn't really see that. Look, I understand, punts where you're coming from a little bit with your point before. Like, it, it'd be nice to see a couple of our smalls stay away from the contest, almost as if they were crumbing it, just keeping almost goal side on their man. But, like, it is a... It can be a little bit concerning, I guess, if you're seeing the likes of um, you've got Richards or Grundy already going forward the ball. You've got Rowan coming over the top with um, and Maszewski for some reason going as well instead of staying ground level. I think that's something they may drill in a little bit on the training pitch. It hasn't been as a huge problem I 
think, this year. Like, we haven't exactly had crummers kick massive bags on us. We've still Yeah, got... I, there's no game in my memory where I've thought, you Except know, for the damn it, game. why hasn't someone been on him? Why is he, you know, set, why is he let free? Why was he goal side? Um, I think that structurally they've got, they've got it pretty well set at the moment. But their oh. stoppages around the forward, their forward, like the opposition's forward 50, some of their goals they kick just should not, I don't know. They they need to the the back line needs to play a tighter role on there for um, direct opponents because some of those goals that the Bulldogs kicked just should not have been there. There was just we didn't tackle, you know, we let them have too much space so close, like maybe five, ten, fifteen meters out from goal, and there was just no tackles or or attempts to smother. So that was probably my only complaint. But I mean, it's not a very big one. I also think Park should kick it more. He um he's I think he's a better kick than he actually gives himself credit for. He's not that bad of a kick. I'd rather him kick it forty meters up the line than do these little dicky handballs around the back and turn it over like we did today and put whoever's running past maybe they shouldn't be asking for the ball but um, under pressure as well. I'd rather him um, kick it thirty forty meters down the line to a contest than them handballs going around the back because there was two handballs around the back today that were shocking. Yeah. I um I actually want to say something about that. I was watching the grill, uh, which is like some AFL run video where they ask players question. Um, I think one of the questions I'm not really sure what it was, but pretty much um, it was it was like the answer was Pike gets told to handle it off. Like apparently Longmire has given him direct orders to not kick it. So now the um, next actual um point I wanted to bring up today just was look. Longmire's already come out of his press conference today and said we're not going to be um there aren't too many teams that rest players we'll have to um make sure we continue to play well if players are sore though we'd be silly to risk them so if they're sore they won't play but if they're ready to go on they're feeling good players like to play keeping this in mind how many players do we think are going to get rested this week uh punts. Okay, sounds like we've lost punts. Vaughn? <laughs> um, yeah, back on the whole resting. Oh, no song. idea what's no? going on. Um, okay. <laughs> punts? Okay, Vaughn, just speak up. Okay, right. um, yeah, with the whole resting, you know, all that jazz, I mean, it's pretty obvious we're resting players. Like, a horse is too classy to say, yeah, we don't respect our opposition enough. Um, I think what we're going to do is we, we've rested a batch this weekend. We're going to rest another batch next weekend. Um, just enough so that we still have the class to win. So um, I think we'll see, like, you know, we'll see uh, McBabe and Kennedy, all those players, and maybe we'll see some defenders out or something I don't know I'd be I'd be a little bit a bit concerned actually if we brought in a full strength type team like I get it because I want us to get winning form on the other hand Richmond will be fighting for a top eight spot I don't know how hard they're going to go in for the ball I don't want to risk injuries but you take that risk every weekend when you play so that's kind of where I stand on it I think personally next week I would like to see Jack get a rest. I think he had a good game today and hasn't been that bad recently, but he's been pretty sore and has been knocked around a fair bit most of the year, so I'd like to see him get a rest. Um, perhaps even good, just give him, freshen him up a little bit before the finals. Um, the Luke as well. Sorry? I'd like to see Luke rested as well, and maybe some of our younger guys. Yeah, that's the thing. The other question is, I want to ask, do you reckon he'd rest Buddy next week? No. 
No chance of resting Buddy? Buddy no. doesn't really, like, run enough during the game to warrant, like, a rest. I know that sounds like I'm saying Buddy doesn't run anywhere. I know he does, but, like, you know, he's not a midfielder. I don't think the fatigue's going to hit him quite as hard as, like, someone like, like Luke. I think we should rest... If I read correctly the other day, Teddy Richards has had played the most game time this year. I think Teddy, um, being 31, um, you know, a little bit older, I think, and playing majority of the whole, well, he has pretty much the whole year, most minutes, I think we could get away with resting a um, Teddy Richards against um, against Richmond. I know they've got Jack Rewalt. Give give Tommy Walsh a go. He's been playing in the he's been in the best um, while now in the twos. Give you Tom, Tommy Walsh a go in the last round. You know, I mean, if he beats um, Jack Rewald, it might be worth keeping him. You never know. So maybe give him a go and give Teddy a week off, um, fresh for the first final, going against a Schultz or a Pavlich. Have to agree with that. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Ted Richards get rested. You think they keep him Grundy, though? SM needs his whipping boy? Yeah, I think they'll keep Grundy in. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I think they might keep Grundy in. Uh, who, who knows what they're going to do? Longmire says he doesn't rest players, but there might be a laid out. Like, let's say, for instance, it was if it was the first final this week, I would have thought Sam Reid probably would have played today. Um, so they might do a, you know another sneaky couple outs before the game, but but um, who knows? I guess, but I wouldn't mind seeing Ted Richards and just maybe even Goodsy, you know, give Membrane and Walsh a go for time them two and bring back your Kennedys, your McGlins and and stuff like that. Leave Tommy in for Bird. Obviously, I don't think he's going to come up this week, so leave Tommy in and, uh, and yeah, bring in a Tommy Walsh in the membrane, give Goodsy and uh, Teddy a rest uh, for one week, fresh to go for Port Adelaide or Fremantle. How do you guys actually, what do you guys think we can really gain from the Richmond game this week? I know it's nice to get a bit more of a tune-up before finals, but we this the game we played this week, we looked pretty good. Can we really tune up that much more before finals? I, I know Richmond are going to be coming at us maybe a fair bit harder than the Dogs did at times. But do you think it's better to rest players or better to go in full strength? Vaughn? Um, yeah, I see where you're coming from. It's kind of like what really is the benefit um, a rest is going to bring as opposed to, you know, uh, playing them. But... See, I don't know. I feel like you don't have that much to gain, but you've got a lot to lose. Um, I feel like if you don't really get it right, either you play them and they get an injury and you're just like, damn it, why didn't I rest them? Or you do rest them and they come back and they're not, you know, they're not switched on. They, they didn't play the week before. They're still a bit off their game. You're a bit like, damn it, why did I rest them? So I guess I'm reluctant. I'm always reluctant to change a winning formula. And let's be honest, our draw, and especially in the middle of the season, it wasn't really that taxing. You know, we didn't travel that much. We didn't really play a Geelong or Hawthorne or Fremantle every second week. You know, these are elite elite midfielders who have who are meant to get pre-seasons into them. And, and honestly, I just don't really think that playing a game for three hours is going to make the difference between whether or not we win the first final. So I'm, I'm a bit, you know, if the players are injured, if they're sore, rest them. Don't even bother risking them. But if there's nothing really wrong, you know, leave them in. And I also kind of want to see Richmond finish ninth just cause for, the, for the comedic value. Okay, Punts, what are your thoughts on the matter? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, I'd have to 
agree with with on. Um, I, if they're not sore, don't rest them, I guess. I know you take that risk of getting injured and all that sort of stuff, but at the end of the day, like, that's well, what happens is what happens sort of thing. So um, I'd have to agree if they're not sore, um, but, but they play. So it'll just be up to, it'll come down to probably not so much long mind. It'll probably come down to more the player the player himself to say, listen, is it all right if I have a break this week? I'm a little bit sore here. And they'll take no risk, obviously, with Josh Kennedy. I know um, Longmont mentioned the press conference that Josh Kennedy really wanted to play this weekend. So, you know, I guess he feels fine. So maybe the other midfielders feel feel fine and the, the key backs and everybody else feels fine. So I guess it'll be down to the player to make that call himself if if um, they need the rest, and which will be good because, you know, if they do need the rest, they, they get that extra um, week off going, going into the finals. Now we can, we've got that luxury now of doing that. So maybe, the you know, the player who, who may be might say, listen, I've got a little bit of a niggle, you know, I can have a week off this week, you know, so you've got that option. So um, it'll be interesting, this selections this week. Okay, now what are your guys? Um, Vaughn, may as well start off for you. Your short thing and worst <laughs> nightmare. Not me first, every single time. Oh, Punts was just speaking. <laughs> We're going in a little bit of a triangle here. Um, short thing, yeah, sorry. Short thing, tip, and worst nightmare for this week. Besides injuries, you can't use injuries as your worst nightmare. Well, stop taking away what I want to say. Um, freedom of speech, democracy. So, anyway. <laughs> um, my sure thing for the week. I don't, look, does anyone even have a sure thing? I don't even know what my sure thing is. I don't have a sure thing. I think my sure thing is that we're going to finish, we're going to finish first, but he's going to win the Coleman and... The sun's going to rise tomorrow morning. Okay. Your worst nightmare and tip? Um, worst nightmare, given I can't use injuries, I just hope we don't. Um, I hope we don't. Look, you can't really take all that away from me and expect you to give me something like that because my worst nightmare is injuries. This close to the flag, it's, it's injuries. Um so I guess my worst nightmare is we is Buddy gets suspended, suspensions. There you go. <laughs> and um, as for as for the margin and the tip, it's going to be depending on who we play. As in, if we rest players like a considerable amount, Richmond could get us, especially at ANZ. I think they play a good brand of footy. They didn't really play that well. Um, at the start of the year, Hardwick was trying to be too cute with them, and now they're kind of getting back to basics, and they're, they're a much better side. So, um, yeah, if if we bring in a you know a, a reserves grade team like we kind of did today, I can see us losing in a pretty close one. Um, but if we bring in a full strength team, I expect to win by you know nine goals. Okay, punts. Um. My short thing is uh, Tipper will kick five on, on uh, Chaplin. Um, my worst nightmare, one week out from finals, is just injuries. As I said, no, you can't use injuries. Oh, my worst nightmare is probably, I don't even want to say it, Buddy or Tipper to go down. But that's uh, an injury. Oh. Oh. Okay, just go on to your short thing. <laughs> um, Bonds, look what you've done to us. Okay. Um, and final result, um, depending on who we take in, I don't think if you rest as many players, I think we'll get up by at least uh, four to five goals. With, um, with uh, 
McVay best on. Okay, well, my my worst nightmare for this week is us resting too many players, affecting our form and going into the first final with a lack of confidence. My other worst nightmare is me being known as the dictator for mucking around with the podcast too much. My um, sure thing for this week is for... I reckon Pike's going to get more hit-outs in the Ruck than marriage. That might surprise a few people, but I think he's in good form. He's got his confidence and his fitness back, and he's going to actually tear it up again. My tip for the weekend will be... The Swans by 17 points with about six players from our best 22 missing. Six. Six. We will rest a bunch of players with general soreness next week, I reckon. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. I'm Bonds. Today I've been joined by Punts and Vaughn. Cheers, guys. See you later. Thank you and good night.